Welcome to Love Bites. Love Bites. Love Bites. By Dr. Tara, your destination for sexual wellness and mindful relationship advice. Hope you're having an orgasmic day. Are you looking to take sexual pleasure to a whole new level? Bijou Indiscrets provides a variety of ways to enhance your sex life. From pleasurable sex toys, erotic accessories, and intimate products, Bijou Indiscrets is sure to have just what you need. Check out their slow sex line for unique products that will enhance your foreplay, like nipple play gel and clitoral balm. Check out the link in the show notes and use code LOVEBITES20 for 20% off at checkout. Have an orgasmic play. Sensuality. What is it? And how can we embrace it more and practice it more to enhance all of our lives? That's the question we're going to have an answer for today. Hello, my loves. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we have a coach with us, and it's going to be very interesting. Erica Wiederlight is a sexual empowerment and dating coach, speaker, podcaster, and expert. Her mission is to help humans feel more alive, confident, embodied, and to have an epic relationship with themselves and others. Hi, Erica. Hi, I'm so excited to be here today. I'm really excited that you're here. Um, We talked before about sensuality and different practices, so I'm just really excited for my Love Bites community to hear from you uh, talking about sensuality and and your methods of uh, going there. So shall we get started? Oh yeah, let's we have so so much ground to cover. So I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> okay, yes. So my first question is it seems rudimentary, but I like to start with so that we can all have the same knowledge of like what it is. So sensuality, what is it? Yeah, I want to go super, super basic here. Like you said, because sometimes when we talk about these things, it sounds really fun and we want to practice them. And then when we go to do them, we're like, what does this mean? And we kind of forget and we get stuck. So I want to give it super basic one-on-one so we always remember. And what I like to tell clients, you know, audience members, friends, is how I think of it is the five senses. So when people talk about sensuality, it's okay, let's grab one of those senses and really lean in, or let's get a little bit crazy and maybe add one, two or three or five, you know, but it's when you kind of be like, oh, I want to have a relationship to sensuality, to simplify it, to boil it down. Something I always encourage is to get back to the senses, to the five senses and have a relationship with that. And, you know, in a busy world that we live in today, it's sometimes hard to tap into those senses. I know for me, sometimes I pop out of my body and I'm in my brain, I'm I'm in my anxiety. So I have to get back to, okay, I'm coming back to my body. Maybe I'm coming back to what I'm smelling or what I'm seeing or what I'm tasting. And it helps me ground back into my body. And then when I'm in my body, we know then pleasure can kind of, you know, form from that place. (laughs) Ooh, I love that. I love to do like a quick little exercise together about the five senses and what we like you and I find maybe sensual or maybe sexual. Yes. Yeah. Should yes. we start with that? I love that. Okay. So what, what's the first uh, sense you want to start? Yeah. Let's start with smell. Okay. Smell. What is a sexual smell for you? Ooh, ooh I like this game. <laughs> I think like a warm, like skin. Mm. Or like sweat. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Do you think it has to be a sweat from someone we love or like someone we're attracted to? (laughs) No, I I mean, a general sweat is so gross to me. (laughs) At the gym, at the gym sometimes I'm like, ew, I don't want to work out next to you. You know, it's funny. I said that. I was like, oh, that's a choice, Erica. I don't know. <laughs> and it depends on our mood too, you know, because. Oh, maybe, but maybe it's your thing. Maybe it's your fetish. Maybe it's exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm like, oh, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> and I want to throw into the ring before we continue with the game. If someone is, um, doesn't have a sense, you know, fully, you know, fully a full capacity of the sense, mm-hmm. that's totally okay. And we could strengthen different areas. So I want to make 
PS, I just wanted to make this conversation inclusive to all that if for, if you know, Oh, I don't, I don't have a, that sense, a, a strong sense, no problem at all. You still can play this game. We could just lean on a different sense. So just wanted to throw that into the ring too. So everyone feel felt included, but yes, with smell, I'm laughing. Cause I don't know why I picked that one. <laughs> like warm skin, like sweat. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> I love that. I love that you just gave an answer that just was that came to your mind first and not like an, an, an based on analysis answer. Totally. <laughs> uh, gosh, I'm trying to think now. I was going to say similarly, but like particularly my partner's scent. And yes. <laughs> fun fact about my partner, uh, he doesn't like showering. Yeah. He thinks uh, we in the people in the modern world shower too much. That wow. we lose like natural human sense, uh, s- like smell, and we, you know, we shower too much, and then we use perfume or cologne to like cover things up. When in fact, like our natural human Homo sapien scent is very attractive. So ever since we started dating, I have developed this um, not showering too much <laughs> <laughs> practice uh, and. Uh, he thinks I smell amazing. And I think he smells amazing, which is like a, a new thing to me comparing to like, you know, my whole like 30 years of life showering every day. Totally. To- that's yeah. a really good one. I like that one. It's yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. So what's the next sense? Scent. Let's do, um, let's do C or okay, visual. visual. All right. Visual. What do you find visually sexual, sexually pleasing? Oh, I want the whole, because my, one of my blueprints, um, is that one of my high blueprints and that um, when I say blueprints, I'm talking about the work of Jaya, um, is sensual. So I want an experience. So I would like rose petals, (laughs) you know what I mean? Uh Right. Like I want an experience. Let's have like rose petals, maybe some, um, really fancy, uh, sparkling water. Um, (laughs) like I'm like, set the scene, let's get dramatic. Like I would like that whole that whole experience um maybe a beautiful hotel so I'm like I'm very sensual sensation based Mm -hmm. and visually based so I would like to go on an experience so like beautiful bed rose petals maybe some awesome chocolates yeah so that's my visual so when you see these things you feel like it it's it helps you feel more aroused yes candlelight too I should say Interesting. Yes. Gosh, now I feel like I'm so fucking low maintenance. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say something really like shallow. <laughs> That's great. Listen. Uh, I, okay. What's what I find very sexually pleasing visually is the that V thing that men have. Yes. What is it called? What is it called oh, in English? Sh- English is not my first language. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. The V thing. Uh, yep. is is very visually pleasing for me. Okay, what's the third? Okay. Um so, yeah, sound. Okay, sound. Ooh. Oh. I would think, I mean, this is the first place I go. I would think like moans. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's just, I feel like an instant in for me. Ooh, yeah. Moans are great. And especially, you know, like PSA, men don't moan because you think it's awkward or you think it's a uh, unattractive or unmanly that's not true like moaning is great for everyone it's true uh i think i think i think music like a specific kind of music like um like like a lot of bass yes i'm trying to explain like a lot of bass like very like multiple multiple instruments Oh, I like that. Uh, the m- music that sounds sexy, that makes me feel sexy. Yes. Feel and that's good such about a myself. big one. That's such a, because I think I have to interrupt for a second. That's such a big one because everyone has different music that, you know, what I found was so interesting was when I was doing my work, like studying in the brain, we think, oh, I love this song. I love this song. But sometimes our body is like, oh, I hate that song. Mm-hmm. And so what's so interesting is exploring from like our body, like what music lights us up, what uh-huh. quote unquote turns us on. So I love that you are so specific with like, you know, <laughs> bass and different instruments. I'm like, oh, she knows exactly. I love that. It's so good. I love that you bring kind of like your coaching methods into this already. Like that yes. you, you give us like, 
little can't help myself. And we'll, we'll talk about that fully too. But I love, please, please giving, keep giving us examples. But yeah, basically that kind of music makes me feel really good about myself, makes me feel sexy. Uh, that's like sexually pleasing to me. Yes. Uh, okay. So that's the third. What's the fourth? Uh, what else do we do? Uh, taste. Taste. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is kind of a generic one and this is not as good, but I know mm-hmm. for me, like the act of more of like a sensual eating practice mm-hmm. is really, I mean, has been deeply healing in so mm-hmm. many ways. And we could talk about that. But for me, when I'm like mindful of like taste, mm-hmm. I, and like bringing turn on to it, it's like a whole, you know, the deal, it's a whole different experience versus like chomp, 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 gotta go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I guess I could say like, chocolate and you know fancy sparkling water and kombucha like I could say those things but for me beyond like the actual things I think it's like how I'm doing it and the consciousness and the mindfulness of it Mm. I'm like ooh, that gets me to a different place yeah ooh. uh (laughs) again I was gonna say something so shallow (laughs) I love it I love it no but this is a good example it's It's a good contrast here (laughs) but uh uh, I mean I'm sorry for all my vegan listeners I love you uh, but I would say steak Uh, steak feels very sexual for me when I eat steak and a small portion and I preach this all the time like if you're going out on a date night and you're you know like you want to hook up with this person maybe it's early dating or maybe it's like you've been together 10 years and this is your like night for a date night don't overstuff yourself because when you do I mean it's it's a natural very natural response that when you're too full you have no room to have sex right Right. Too full is like not a good like position to be having sex. Right. So, um, yeah, I love, I love steak. I think that's a good taste in my mouth that I don't know. It feels sexual. Um, I love a good wine. Like good wine is really good. Feels good on my tongue. I usually like to do like the, like that obnoxious person (laughs) that I drink. Like I I do a sip of wine and I go, (laughs) 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 and, and I would say like a good small, like dessert. Um, something creamy. One of my favorites is creme brulee. Oh, I was just gonna say that. I was like, oh, Do you like brulee. it too? I love it. It's so yeah, good. but I'm like yes. lactose intolerant, so it's like not good for me. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It definitely fun. not not good for anal after. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, it starts fun and then it gets goes south really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I would say like those three items uh, are like great taste in my mouth and enhances somewhat like sexuality in me. Mm, I love that. Okay, what's so the, good. What's the last? And the last is touch slash feel. And again, okay. I want to throw in my coach pro tip if I'm allowed. Is a, yes, from the embodiment work too. Music was a big thing, but also what we wear. And I never thought about this because I always visually thought like, oh, this is cute or this is sexy or this is this. So I'm going to wear this. But what the work that I done taught me, like, how do you actually feel in this fabric? Like, yes, it, is it visually appealing? But like exactly like how what turns your body on feeling wise, sensation wise? Is it like a soft plush robe or is it something silky or is it tight and leather? You know, so I want to encourage the listeners yeah, like not only visually, like, yes, go after what visually is a yes for you, but also like try things on and see how your body interacts with it. Is it like, Ooh, or does it feel like, uh, so like, that's a fun little invitation that we could all, you know, play with. Like, how does your body react to certain clothes, jewelry, hairstyles, makeup, however, however you like to express yourself, see how your body reacts to it. So with that being said, for me, I think feeling is like comfy, cozy. So I want a silk robe. Um, I would like feathers on my body. Uh, still, we'll keep with the ro- um, roses on the bed. The like roses, I, still. Yeah, the roses. It's always got that's a consistent. <laughs> wow. Uh, whoever who's dating you should have like a uh, uh, rose subscription. <laughs> yes. Well, it's so good for Valentine's Day. He actually got me um, roses. You know, the roses that are like preserved that stay like oh. last for years. No. So I was like, yeah, I was like, you killed it. Like you did an amazing. Oh, I didn't know that that exists. Yes. I was like, you did an amazing job because you know, I always love this. So I was oh. like, you nailed it. You nailed this Valentine's day. I love it. And oh my gosh, can we go back to that? Like your coach tip about feeling yes. uh, your skin with the fabric. That's such a great tip. 
Uh, and I've never thought of it that way before. I've right. always, I mean, I've always worn things that I feel confident in that feels good in my body, but I never thought about it as in like how my skin interacts with it. And I never thought about hair being uh, sexual. Like, right. of course, you know, I like my hair pulled from time to time and that's obviously sexual, but like, I never thought about how I wear it. Exactly. Uh, contributing to me feeling sexual. Do you think this is like for, um, women identifying people only, or do you think like men too? I think men too. I'm going to be honest. A lot of the communities I learned this in were women centric. So it was like, if you had hair, you know, like that was part of the conversation, but I think this is a conversation for all. Cause I, you know, the deal, I think we go on autopilot a lot and we're just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to wear the, this gray shirts on the floor. So this conversation I think is inclusive to all. Cause it's and like I that think gray a lot shirt. of men yep. autopilot. Yes. A lot. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly where I was going to. It's like, oh, well, there's that shirt on the floor. I guess I'm going to pick it up. And it's like, it doesn't have to be as why. I mean, it can be as wild as like, how does a leather, you know, feel on you, but it doesn't have to be that extreme. It could just be like, you know, is this fleece feel good? You know, it's just an invitation to go a little bit deeper and to actually like feel and be in our body sensationally. Which is so I, cool. I love, five an invitation. Yes. I love an invitation to go a little bit deeper. <laughs> we will always say yes to that invitation. <laughs> but uh, I love what you just said because, um, and I, you know, like half of my listeners are men. And I want to say, uh, gosh, there's sometimes I, I just, I am presented with men who I feel like the best advice is, I think, try to feel good about yourself first. Totally. Uh, and, and a lot of it is, it could be as shallow as like change your clothing, change your hair. I don't even think it's shallow. I think it's actually really deep, really deep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it but is. Like, because clothing, you know, and a lot of people frame it in a way that's like, oh my God, that's superficial. Like, you know, you love someone truly from within. Like, yes, you do love someone truly from within. But do we want to see something visually unpleasing all the time? We don't. Right. Let's be honest. Like, let's real talk, right? Yeah. Men that let themselves go, that just wear their like basketball shorts all the time and just don't groom and then mm-hmm. expect like, an outstanding BJ. Like that's not happening. Right. Because you're not presenting yourself in a way that I want to enthusiastically give you an outstanding BJ. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it's an energy thing for for the person. So it's not even shallow. It's energetically like taking care of yourself and investing in yourself. And I don't need you to get a $5,000 suit. That's not the point. It's that you're like, I feel confident and I'm showing up and I'm investing in myself, you know, and Mm -hmm. whatever flavor and whatever, you know, shade that looks like for you. But I think that's a really important part of the conversation that sometimes goes to the wayside. You know, we're like, oh, that's not important. It's like, it is important to feel good. It's so important to feel good. And I think this is a easy, one easy pathway to get there. What you just said is so valuable. Investing in yourself. Yes. That's what I want to see. I invest in myself every month, all the time. I want to see you invest in yourself as well. Exactly. 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 And that can be anything from like buying new clippers for like your like hair on your balls or something. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Or uh, a new pair of jeans that fit, that fit well. And I mean, none of this is extravagant. You can literally buy a new pair of jeans for $30, $40 if you go to certain stores or maybe even vintage. Maybe even make a date out of it. Go to your, go to these stores with your date, uh, with your partner and make it a thing. But like jeans that properly fit, shirts that properly fit. I mean, all of these are a part of taking care of yourself and, and investing. In yourself. Yep. And it helps you show up in a different way. Cause you know, the, I know when I'm in pajamas and I, you could say someone's in basketball shorts, you show up differently, mm-hmm. but when you're putting on that outfit, like, you know, I put this out, I could have stayed in pajamas day, but I purposely put on a nice shirt. I'm going to show up more. And like, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I like did my makeup, like I'm going to show up more and be more confident and allow myself to be seen. But if I was in my pajamas, I'd be like, like, I wouldn't be as boom here I am. So I think this is an important convert part of the conversation. That's not shallow 
that's not silly. It's, it's about, like you said, you investing yourself and you knowing, oh, I'm worthy enough to take five seconds more mm-hmm. to, you know, to really take care of myself. So yeah, thank you for highlighting that. That's so important. I love that. I love everything that you're sharing. Uh, I want to ask you about this sixth sense that a lot of people talk about spirituality. Yes. And the feeling like you can feel spirituality as your sixth sense. What do you think about that? I love that. I mean, I'm a deeply spiritual person, so I will, I jam out on that. Um, I'm actually all about that. And again, I'm throwing it back to Jaya's work um, because I think she does a beautiful job at explaining this. Um, Jaya talks about energetics um, as being one of the blueprints. So the cliff notes is, you know, if you want to check out Jaya's work, I'm not one of her students. I just think she's amazing. Um, and she has really some really juicy gems, but with Jaya's work, she breaks, um, all of our, you know, our sexuality into blueprints. And one of them is energetic. And that's more of like the spiritual one, I would say, you know, you can like, you would be into Tantra and feeling people, you know, energetically feeling people. So I am personally, I, subscribe to that, to that belief, but Mm -hmm. some people may not, you know, that might not be for everyone. And I think that's okay. But, um, for me, that's where this work got really deep for me when I did, uh, allow it to be quote unquote spiritual, if that makes Mm -hmm. it, that's when the doors blew open for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I also, uh, truly believe in being spiritual as a part of, uh, being healthy. Yes. Uh Agreed. At least for me and no judgment for people who are like, I cannot connect with spirituality and I have my own ways, like totally cool. As long as you feel good about yourself, you feel good with people around you, you contribute positively to society. Like that's cool. Like whatever you believe in. Uh, But I do think I feel the best when I'm very connected to my spirituality. And to me, that takes time when I'm busy, where I'm like, back to back to back, like teaching and calls and this and that, like, it's hard for me to stop, take a deep breath and remember the, and some, some people are turned off by the word God, but remembering the God in me, like mm-hmm. whatever the, the higher energy that's inside me, yes. uh, it's hard when we're always in a rush, right? So hard. There's a really good quote that I love um, to use. And the quote goes, um, it's from A Course in Miracles, which is a metaphysical text. And the quote, I'm actually going to butcher this quote, but the quote goes something like, something like, yeah, exactly. Well, something like, quote unquote, um, the voice of the ego is a loud, thunderous roar. And the voice of the spirit slash the soul is a quiet whisper. Mm. And so often we don't have feel like we don't have time to get to the quiet whisper because like you said, it's like, I have to go to class. I have to teach. I have to clients. I have this, I have that. I have this. So it's easier to kind of go off on the autopilot, the screaming voice of the to-do list and the this. But I think again, let's throw another invitation. Like how can I live a really busy, exciting life and also have time to tune in, tune in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a create. And that's what I like to teach my clients too. Like would it be wonderful if you went to an ashram in India and studied meditation, yoga? Hell yeah. I fully support you if you do, you know, like that's beautiful. And that's not sometimes that's not available for everyone. So how can we have a busy life and still have the opportunity, even when we're in a rush, even when we're busy to turn in, tune in, breathe, connect, and then woof, okay, back into crazy town. You know what I mean? But yeah. having those moments to go in, to go in, to go in, to have that connection to that soft voice of the soul. I love that. Uh, That's something that I love doing is I drive to my appointments, whatever it is, uh, about five to 10 minutes early. And I sit in my car and I do like a three to five minute meditation before I leave. Yes. I think it's like making time for me, right? Because maybe I'm at home like, oh, I have to respond to these emails. There is no like room for me to be like, well, there's nothing to do right now. So I guess I'll do this. Uh, but when I drive somewhere early and I'm in the car and it's, you know, not time yet, I'm like, wow, okay. I can go on Instagram and do nothing or I can just sit quietly, close my eyes and take deep breaths for five minutes. That and is that's typically what I do. Tool. That's how I make time for myself. 
Yeah. Then that's so good. That's so approachable too. You know, cause sometimes when we throw out like spirituality, yoga, meditation, people are like, nope, 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 nope. Don't have mm-hmm. time for it. Don't have time for it. So I love that that tool is easy, digestible. Like you have to drive to the doctor's office, you know, or you have to mm-hmm. drop your kid off at swim practice. I don't know. But if you make two minutes before, like it makes it um, approachable for people. And I love that you're doing that, you know, cause that's what we need. We need to build it, build these deep spiritual practices into the wild, you know, (laughs) to-do list and, you know, the modern day person. And the older I get, the longer that to-do list is. <laughs> I, I, It's relentless. It never yeah. stops. <laughs> yeah. Man, I mean, we don't even have kids. So I know. I'm sure, my list will be extra long, probably three, four pages. <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> I have kids. Uh, okay, so you teach pleasure as yes. a like, foundation of living, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, what does that mean? And can you just talk more about this? Totally. Yes. So I, of course, love to jam out on the pleasure conversation, centrally, sexually, of course. And I'm like, yes, let's, let's go there. And what I love to teach is pleasure as a foundation to living. So what I mean by that is not only having that aspect sexually, centrally, but also having it you know, while you're online, uh, you know, for the movies, getting your popcorn while you're in a intense conversation with your partner, you know, like I like to make that as a foundational conversation and it, uh, uh, yeah, foundational conversation. What I love what you started this work perfectly is how I do that is I teach people to go to the five senses. So I'm actually so glad we started with that because people are like, that sounds great. Like I want to live pleasure every day. Like, but what does that mean? Yeah. So I invite them to go to their five senses. And again, I just, I I like to think of it as almost like a barometer and checking in with themselves every day. Like, do I feel crunchy or do I feel pretty turned on? And turned on just means like, am I my body? Am I breathing? Am I pretty, like pretty happy? Like not even happy, but like, do I feel pretty alive? And if you're crunchy, I invite them to kind of turn up the dial a little bit. And what that means is, okay, you're working from home, you're hunched over the computer, you're stressed, you're binge eating. Okay. You tap in and ask yourself, "Mm, I'm feeling pretty crunchy. Okay. How would I dial it up two bits? Maybe that's, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pour my kombucha into a gorgeous goblet. I'm going to listen to classical music in the background. I am going to, you know, change into a beautiful robe. I am going to take a 10 minute, um, you know, for part of my lunch break, I'm going to jump into the bath. You know what I mean? So it doesn't need to be anything Ooh. so crazy, right? Cause that doesn't feel, we, again, we want it to be approachable and doable. So what I have people do is throughout the day, check in, do I feel crunchy turned on check, crunchy turned on? If they're crunchy, cool. What can I do like a barometer just to beep, beep it up a little bit. And you ask yourself, how can I make this moment more pleasurable? How can I make this moment more turned on alive, like jazzy? So again, it's not like saying like, throw your laptop out the window. Don't work. You know what I mean? It's 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 like throw it out the window. It's not that it's okay. I feel really contracted right now. I'm going to take a deep breath. I might enjoy. And that's the five senses, right? Like that's some of the senses they're enjoying their kombucha. That's taste. They're listening listening to music. That's what they're hearing. They change their outfit. Maybe that's touch. So that's what I mean about foundational living, that we use this as a principle to really enjoy our lives. Because again, the autopilot conversation, it's really easy to wake up and be like, oh my God, 10 years just passed. What the hell just <laughs> happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is, it really invites you to be, it sounds corny, but like uh, the writer of your own story. Mm-hmm. And it, it allows you to be kind of like the co- co-writer with the universe, whatever the hell you want to call it, universe, God, nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it allows you to be part of it instead of like a victim to like, oh, this situation sucks. I hate this. This is horrible. Yeah, that's allowed sometimes. Of course, there are horrible situations sometimes. And this allows you to play a little bit more like this sucks. Okay. I'm going to actually make it a little bit fun. Like it makes it like a fun game Mm -hmm. where you get to play and you get to kind of have, you know, you get to be part of the storyteller in your own story. Mm -hmm. So I, I am obsessed with this work. It makes, it's just so fun. And I love to see how people get creative and crafty and it's, Mm -hmm. it's just so exciting. Uh, this is so insightful because it's little things that you can do every day. You can start today yep. uh, by even just one of the practices that you just said about like the bath, the robe, do your hair, like change your clothes, like just 
you can start with just one thing. Like maybe take a bath. Uh, yeah. Or maybe you feel like you don't have time to take a bath. Like try a different shirt. Maybe something that you feel uh, really good in. But I wanted to challenge this a little bit and ask you a question. So you said crunchy or turned on. And, you know, for me, uh, I mean, I'm, I'd say I'm super in tuned with Mm -hmm. my body, my mind and how I feel. And the motto in life uh, for me is feeling good is my priority. So I try to shed negativity that I'm feeling. I address it and I'm like, okay, but this is over. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, So I I have like my own way of thinking about this and my practice, which is journaling and meditation to get into, oh, turned on the the feeling good part. Uh, But it doesn't mean that I don't feel the crunchy part from time to time. I'm going to give you an example and share a negative news that I got recently. And this is sad and vulnerable. So my Love Bites community, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening to this. So I applied for, be, as being a professor, uh, you can apply for a sabbatical. Uh, sabbatical means you get a one semester or one year break to do research, to like really dive into your research and not teach. Mm-hmm. So it's called sabbatical. It's a break, right? It's a paid break. Um, and I've been doing so much work. Like I've pumped out so much work, a lot of publications, a lot of conference presentations, um, on top of like, you know, my media stuff. So I apply for sabbatical thinking that I'll for sure get it because in my sabbatical application, uh, it's very strong. I'm going to do some research that's really powerful and I didn't get it. So I didn't get my sabbatical. Um, to have more time to really dive deep into this new research that I was so excited about. And yeah, it was, it felt crunchy. Yeah. And, you know, like I only gave myself, I sometimes like self gaslighting. Mm. I only give myself like literally three minutes to be upset. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. It's okay. Like so many things are going on really well in my life. Like my life is amazing. Uh, My love is amazing. My friends are amazing family. So like I have everything going on for myself. Let's not obsess over this. Uh, But that crunchy feeling comes up from time to time. And I think that for a lot of people that are listening, like bad news stays with you for a while and it Mm -hmm. comes up from time to time? How can we pivot and feel more pleasure in moments that bad news comes to your thoughts? And this could be like, you know, a lot of people tell me, you know, someone in their life is sick. Like maybe their partner has cancer or their mom is in the hospital or right now, like Ukraine stuff, like people are feeling really shitty about the world or just, you know, it's not, maybe it's not directly related to them, but it just feels shitty that this is going on. Um, how can we pivot and invite this pleasure that you're saying into our lives more? Yes. Thank you for bringing this up because I like, and thank you because I don't want anyone to think of this work as bypassing because mm-hmm. that could be really dangerous. So I don't want you to be like, I feel crunchy, but I'm going to try to get to pleasure. Cause it's like, sometimes traumatic events happen. Sometimes horrible. Before you happens. go into your answer, can you first clarify bypassing? Yes. Yes, of course. So bypassing to me is kind of avoiding the problem and just like making it rainbows and butterflies. So a deep trauma could happen. And sometimes in the world of coaching or just in the world, it's like, it's okay. You're fine. It's It's like like toxic positivity, right? Exactly. Toxic positivity. So I'm so glad you put, because when I, I love doing this work, I love talking about this work, but I do like to put a disclaimer. Like if you're going through a deep trauma, if there's something really deep in your life, don't try to bypass. Like you said, don't try to put a, like always be like, it's okay. It's okay. Like sometimes we need to hold the grief, the pain. And I think what's an important part of this conversation is duality can exist. And some, and we're not taught that, like that I can both hold deep grief, deep rage, and also deep turn on and deep pleasure. And sometimes it feels like I'm not allowed though. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to hold deep pleasure when someone I love is in pain. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to have pleasure when horrendous things are in the world, you know, going on in the world. So I just wanted to normalize the duality of like, we can hold bo- more than both. We can hold many, many 
different emotions and things at once. And something that I wanted to say is with the, I don't want to say darker things, but the things that are not pleasure, I think it's important that we have a space to process them. So I know for me, I do both. Like I have a therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, so I have that weekly appointment. So it helps me move through, you know, some of the, like the darker things. And I have Mm -hmm. that to kind of move that charge. And I also have tools that help me like journaling, talking to friends, like to process some of that pain. And we have to bring it here because we're talking about the body. For me, it's really important to have a practice where I embody the emotions and move through the emotions. You know, like I'm going to sit with the grief. I'm going to sit with the rage. I'm going to move those things through my body. And then I could look at the turn on. Then I could look mm-hmm. at the pleasure. But it's hard to do that. Like you said, it's hard. It feels like this feels like a crazy ask. Like, lady, mm-hmm. you're telling me to <laughs> think about pleasure when the world is burning. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's, I, I'm really glad you brought this up because. Uh, it's not just, it's a complex conversation mm-hmm. to hold ourselves, you know, through processing the grief and the rage and all of the feels mm-hmm. and then making space for pleasure. So thank you for bringing that up, you know, that we have to have the space to process that. Yeah. Yeah. Th- and thank you for that. I mean, I, I personally think that there is always something going on in our lives, in the society, in our country, in our on earth um to feel like concern towards yes but it doesn't mean you can't feel pleasure in the little things every single day again like feeling good is something that you can prioritize it is acknowledging those concerns and worry and negative feelings but then there has to be every like a moment every day where you feel good Yep. Yeah. And it's corny. This is my, ta- this was my tagline for my business years ago, uh-huh. but it's true. Cause it's we, the light. And I would say, because life is brighter when we shine yes. and it's true and it's for us, but it's also, it's a bit, you know, we think all oh, this work is so selfish when we do this. It's mm-hmm. so selfish. No, it's not like you become a better parent, lover, friend, all of the things, you know, so often I'm just going to say a lot of times parents are like, I don't have time for this work. I'm like, mm-hmm. but when you invest in yourself, when you do this pleasure work, your child can feel safer yes. around you. They could, you know what, like it's, so this work, I know sometimes we're like, but there's so much going on in the world. And I'm like, yes, let's keep doing all of the things we can help with all of the people. Yes, 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 yes. And us doing this work is it's like you're a light beam. You know, it sounds corny, but like when you do the work, you light up. It gives permission for others to light up and be like, okay, okay, it's safe for me to, you know, like it's it's a domino effect. And yes. so I think we often are like, this work is so selfish. Like, how can I have pleasure when the world is burning? So it's like, yes, yes let's do all of the things we can do to help the world burning. Please, we all we need all the help we can get. And taking really good care of yourself, you being in your light. It sounds corny, but you being in your light gives other permission for people to shine. So yes. that that is like de- that doing that work is also deeply spiritual and also deeply needed for this planet. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, well put. Uh, I like the example that you gave about parents because in child development, psychology, literature, uh, there's body of work that shows mirroring uh, or mimicking behaviors in which children observe the parents and their nonverbals and they mimic these nonverbals. So if you're consistently bitter, consistently tense, uh, you show up tense, uh, your children, mimic this like you know tense blocked uh energy and it could become who they are as well so when you said like parents are saying i'm a parent i have no time for this uh i understand and that's you know valid you you're really busy um but you do have five minutes somewhere Mm -hmm. in the day to do this work where we're saying quote unquote work, which is, which can be anything that aims for feeling good and pleasure and sensuality, right. Um, to feel good about yourself so that you show up so much better in so many ways, including being a parent. 
Yes, exactly. It's a re- if, and if you want to be like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't think of it as an act of service for others. Yes. Because when you are really taking care of yourself, when you really love yourself, you let's even talk about partnership. Like you don't co- go into partnership, like needing and, mm-hmm. you know, bitter and being mean and like snapping and nagging. You're like, I feel so filled up. I feel taken care of. My needs are met. And this person, it's, it's just such a, a richer way to interact with people. So mm-hmm. if you're still like, I don't know, it's selfish. It's like, think of this as a, uh, an act for society. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. you you will really be helping the people around you when you know how to take care of yourself. It's a big thing. And that's the truth. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you about this self-pleasure situation. So you teach self-pleasure as medicine. Mm-hmm. And a way to hold goodness in the body. Yes. Can you tell us more about what that looks like? Totally, totally. So it's kind of a two-parter. So we'll start with the goodness in the body because so often, you know, in this society and just in general, it's it feels sometimes very scary, vulnerable to have a lot of good things. You know what I mean? We're like, oh my gosh, I can't possibly, oh my gosh, I got a raise and I have a partner at ah, like sometimes our impulse is to get it off me you know, like to, we want to throw it away. So teaching pleasure teaches you to hold good things, right? Because sometimes we self-sabotage, you know what I mean? Like sometimes when we have too many good things, it's like, this can't be, you know, there's a story of the rug is going to be pulled out underneath me. And that's why pleasure doing pleasure is such an important practice because you're not only you teaching your brain, but you're teaching your body Hey, it's safe to have good things. It's safe to go to have good things. So it reinforces that story in the body. So when actual good things come into your life, you can hold it instead of throwing it out or sabotaging it. Because you're like, there I've been are, training myself. There are people that do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All the time. So many of so many of clients and people I see. Even sometimes I, when life gets so good, it feels very threatening. Really? Can you give yes. a specific moment or example where someone? get something and then is self-sabotaging. Totally. So it's like, it. there's a story, there could be a narrative of it, it can't be this good. It can't be this good. I remember even personally, when I was little, I remember, and I was like six years old. So it's like so funny that I had this like consciousness, but I was like, life is so good. Life is so good. When is it going to get bad? Really? Because, yes. Because I was like, it can't, the story is, and I see this all the time is it can't possibly be this good. I can't possibly be making this much money and having a great partner. And I can't possibly, there's a, a, a big story of like, I can't possibly have it all. When is the rug going to get, and this is not everyone's story, of course, mm-hmm. but I do see this from time to time where people, then they sell, start to self-sabotage of like, oh my God, I can't hold goodness. I can't mm-hmm. hold so much goodness in my body because they mm-hmm. feel, and this for a lot of people, you know, it affects everyone differently, but like a lot of people that have trauma, mm-hmm. it's kind of a story of when is the rug going to get pulled out from underneath me? You okay. know, like I'm holding this good thing. Oh my gosh. Is it going to go away now? And so by doing pleasure work, you're holding goodness. Oh my gosh, my life didn't fall apart. Mm-hmm. And I still, I still held goodness or yes, my life is falling apart and I can see that I can handle this and I can still hold, like we talked about, I can still hold grief and also hold pleasure, you know? So it, like I said, it really retrains the body and the brain to hold good things and to make good things safe. Okay. And for so many people, doesn't good things don't feel safe, which is crazy because all we want is good things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so frustrating. But underneath so many people's stories are, it's not safe to hold good things. Mm-hmm. It's not safe to have good things. Um, so I teach pleasure as medicine. Like I said, telling the brain, telling the body, um, you know, it's safe. It's safe. You can hold good things. You can have good things. You're worthy of good things. And it's kind of like implanting that in the body and the brain, which... I know I needed. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I say to myself almost every day is good things can come easily. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think I was taught this by uh, Gabby Bernstein. Mm-hmm. Um, good things can come easily because I yeah. deserve it. Yeah. I work for it. So good things can come easily. And feeling good is my priority. These are two things that I say to myself a lot. I love, I love that that's your mantra, like feeling good, the feeling good thing, because then it takes you back to like, what, what am I coming back to? What am I coming back to that? So that's such a, 
I kind of have that as one of my like intentions, but I'm going to, I might take that on. You know what I mean? Like that is the goal here, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Those are my two, one, two favorite sayings. And of course you're an amazing lover. I say that every day. Yes. And you are an amazing (laughs) lover. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing all of that. So when you say self-pleasure, you don't mean masturbation. That actually too. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That too. Yeah. So there's, so we'll say pleasure for holding good things and then the self-pleasure. Yes. That can be that as well. And also teaching your body, you know, when we could talk about this for hours, but like what you like, what's a yes for you, what's a no for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and really, using that pleasure to enhance feeling good, to hold mm-hmm. good things instead of, you know, like going in, doing it really quick and getting out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, can this be an experience almost like, like medicine? Like I said, like, can this be something that feels really nourishing to you? instead of like a quick activity that you're like, I just need to release. I need to get off steam. And there's a great place for that. I'm not trying to negate that. There's a space for that. And I would love to include in part of the conversation, like, can sometimes some of the flavor be, I'm going to use this act as nourishing myself. I'm going to act, use this act as an act of self-care or self-love. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's an important part of, I'll say, adding to the conversation. My new self-care uh, act is saying no. Ooh, yes. That's a good <laughs> and one. I love it. And I have never been the person to say no. I, yes. I was uh, the person that like one of my mantras was say yes to everything because you never know where it leads. Right. But then at the end of the day, I ended up just saying yes to a bunch of shit I didn't need. Right. You're just like, I'm yeah. burnt out at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my like boundary about doing things, uh, and you know, honoring myself had just come about like recently, I would say this last year, I started yeah. practicing saying no, uh, quite actively and it's been feeling great. I've been feeling great about it. Oh, I love that. I'm yeah, I'm proud of myself so because it's it's hard for me to say no. Same. I understand. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's tricky, but it feels, I'm sure you could feel like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's a world of difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels amazing. That's yeah. so good. Talking about like medicine, uh, to me, um, sex is medicine. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel really good to feel pleasure in my body. It makes me feel good to connect with my partner. It makes me feel good to pleasure him because like when I, when I witness his like orgasm or just feeling uh, the pleasure that I'm giving, I feel very empowered. So to me, like sex is medicine. Um, I want you to talk about the pleasure work and can you give us five things just easy things. It could be like the bath, right? You were already giving so many examples, but I wanted to recap at the end. What are five things that I and everyone in the Love Bites community can do like today to do the pleasure work? Okay. Love it. Okay. Perfect. So I will, we'll start with checking in every day. So we'll do the crunchy. Of course, like I said, this is a, we have the disclaimer, you know, um, if you know, I love that. Yes. Crunchy. It's keep it simple. Yep. Turned on a crunchy is number one. Number two is tapping into the one or five of the senses. We'll do that. So throughout the day where you're like, ah, what to do, what to do. Okay. I'm going to tap into one or five of the senses. Um, let's give, hmm, let's the, another we'll do. Number three is asking how you feel and having an inner conversation. Like, Hey babe, how do you feel? How do you feel? Great. And then I would ask yourself, what do I need? What do I need? Mine is sexy bitch. So I go, yes. hey, sexy bitch. How do you feel? <laughs> what do you need, sexy bitch? <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Number four is asking yourself um, how to make this moment more pleasurable. Mm. So how to make, so, you know, I'm at, I'm, you know, in a boring situation. Cool. You get to like get driving, crap. let's say driving, like yes. in Los Angeles, a lot of people drive. Uh, I think the stats show that we drive at least one hour a day. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, so, and more. you can, you can go unconscious and be like, this sucks of the doll. Like, okay, I know I'm going to be in the car for 35 minutes. How am I going to make this more pleasurable? So my dare to your audience is asking yourself for these mundane, boring activities, how can I make this activity more pleasurable? And the fifth, ooh, what should be the fifth? There's so many good ones. The fifth is play. I'll leave it as simple as that, is playing with all these things that we talked about. Like I said, like sound, um, clothing, taste. I think being willing to, and I have to practice this myself, like 
investigate what turns you on in your life. And so often we go, like we talked about, we go on autopilot, we go on shutdown. So number five is play. Like just play. Like if you put on that outfit, how does it make you feel? If you put on that music, how does it make your body feel? Like play, try something different on the menu and see, is it, ooh, it's a yes, my body, or I absolutely hated that. So my final invitation for everyone is add more play into your life across the board. I love that. Play is one of the things that I love doing in my life and I would never quit it. Even, you know, I'm a hundred years old. I would always play. Yes. I lo- <laughs> it's so important. It's such an important principle. Okay. I'd love to move towards the last part of this show, which is 10 quickies with Dr. Tara. Perfect. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, Erica. Number one, porn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good response. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, choking. Yes. Number three, insecurity. Oh, it makes me upset. Number four, role play. Hell yeah. Number five, tantric sex. Hell to the ass, healing, beautiful, all the things. Number six, lube. Yes, definitely gotta. <laughs> gotta. <laughs> gotta. <laughs> uh, number seven, premature ejaculation. Hell yeah. Celebrate. Celebrate. <laughs> Celebrate. Celebrate good times. times. Come, Come on. on. Uh, eight. Uh, anal. Yes. I say yes to all of these. I feel, yeah, this is not a yes or no. I know. Just a <laughs> I just am so excited. I'm like, yes. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh number f- uh, nine. Love. Beautiful. And last but not least, number 10. Sex parties. Hell to the yeah. I said yes to everything. I need to be more creative. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe practicing no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I said oh for one. But yeah, I'm, I was like, all of the above is amazing. Like, that's not the game, Erica. <laughs> all right. Well, Erica Weeder Light, how can everyone find you? Yes, I will make it super simple. So first and foremost, let's find me on the gram and we could talk, continue this conversation. I'm at we the light underscore LLC. Um, I also give a shit ton of fun, free goodies. I have an ebook. I have a podcast blog. You can get all those amazing things at my website which is www.wethelight.org. And then also on there, um, I have all, you know, my information about working one-on-one with me. In addition to all those free goodies, I also have a free call, which I open up only a handful of spots every month. So what I do every month, I open up a free, some free spots. I talk to people, we do free sessions, we jam out, and then I close my calendar. And that is a session where we get jazzed up. We talk about these amazing things. And then we also see if we're fit to work one-on-one together. So definitely be sure, follow me on the gram, but hit up my website to get the podcast, that free call, because it closes up. Lots of free goodies. I want to make sure everyone feels loved and supported and held during this, you know, this exciting work. (laughs) Wonderful. You are an amazing coach. And I can tell that your clients get a lot from working with you. So thank you so much for your time, Erica. Thank you. You're amazing. And for you, my loves, I hope you're having an orgasmic day. Massages can be sexually arousing. Upgrade your foreplay with an amazing massage candle by Maud. It's body safe and skin softening. Once melted and extinguished, it can be poured on the skin. And let the fun begin. Check out the link in this episode's description and have an orgasmic time. Thanks for listening. This was, this was Love Bites. Love Bites. By Dr. Tara. Follow Dr. Tara on social media at lovebites.co. Have an orgasmic day.